from 89.7 WUWM, Milwaukee's NPR. This is the Chancellor's Report, featuring Mark Monet, Chancellor of the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee. Here's your host, WUWM General Manager, John Hess. Welcome to the UWM Chancellor's Report. I'm your host, WUWM's General Manager, John Hess. On today's Chancellor's Report, we'll look at COVID-19's impact on UWM from a student's perspective. What's it like to start academic learning during a pandemic? And what are some of the life lessons that you and students will carry with you throughout your experience at UWM? Joining Chancellor Mone and myself are two current UWM students and one recent graduate of UWM. Alina Frias is a senior psychology major. Sing Vang is a 2020 biology graduate. And Amanda Holzer is a freshman in the Honors College and LNS Conservation and Environmental Sciences. She's also a, a member, a freshman member of the UWM Senate. Um, all of you, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it's great to have you here today and to hear a little bit about your experiences. Um, I want to talk a little bit about um, just uh, what brought you to UW Milwaukee in the first place and what kind of picued your interest in terms of the university. So we will start with, uh, let's start with Amanda because uh, you're the newest person to come to campus. Yeah. Um I will say uh, when I was in high school, I did something called Science Olympiad and UW-Milwaukee hosted it actually three times while I was in school. And so I got to come to campus and see how it worked while class was in session, aside from just taking a tour over the summer or over a break when not as many students were around. So I got to see what campus life was actually like uh, and it really drew me in. I'm from a college town. I live right between UW Eau Claire and uh, UW Stout. So it was interesting to come and see how this one was so different from those. And I really like responded to that. I liked being in the big city. <laughs> yeah, I can understand that. So um, uh, Alina, tell me a little bit about your experience. Yeah, so I'm from Milwaukee. I actually transferred into UWM two years ago um, and definitely wanted the to be back at home, the community feeling in the big city, like Amanda said, um, and just more opportunities for me as a psychology student um, is what drew me into UWM. And Singh, what about you now that you're graduated? What was it like? Yeah, so um, my choices for coming to, to UWM were, um, I don't know, there, there were a bunch of reasons why, but I think the main one was because uh, it's home. Uh, I, I'm from Milwaukee, so it's it's kind of my natural, you know, choice to come to Milwaukee. Um, I'm near my family, uh, friends, and I have all the support groups here that I need. So that's uh, the main reason why I came to UWM. Well, you know, it's so interesting you mentioned the support groups because obviously going to school as a college student during a global pandemic takes a ton of support. And it not only support from your family, but support from the institution with which you're you're going to. So why don't we talk a little bit about that? And, and anybody can jump in at this point as to talk about that support and talk about what the experience was like. Um, I guess I can start first. Um, during this pandemic, I don't, it's been extremely interesting um, just from the shift to like uh, regular like in class to virtual. 
um, I think that's been um, kind of a struggle for most students. Uh, and for me personally, I think it has been a drastic change. Um, and I'm still getting used to it um, at this moment too. But I think that support groups are important here because um, everybody's basically isolated. You don't see many people. Um, you're basically stuck at home all day. And um, you need to have these types of um, support groups so that you know that if you ever truly need help, you can always, you know, go to them. For example, I, uh, my friends, we would like FaceTime each other or like webcam just on a computer just for fun um, because obviously we can't go and hang out with each other. Um, so that was something that helped me got through this pandemic. And Amanda, being just a, a freshman here, um, you know, coming into the dorms and, and coming into campus life, Talk a little bit about that and, and, and talk about what, what you were prepared for and what you weren't prepared for and what you learned. Yeah, I mean, I definitely wasn't prepared to <laughs> go to college in a pandemic, but uh, I think I was prepared to move away from home. Um, I live about five hours away normally, so I knew that my family support system was going to be pretty far away. Um, and so I just knew that I would have to make some pretty great friends, which I did. I'm really thankful that I have them. Um, and especially my sweet mate. She's awesome. <laughs> uh, we work together to keep each other safe. And then we, so that we know we have somebody we can always spend time with. We get tested. We tell each other our results. And we do all of that. It's, it's been a really interesting experience. But having those support groups, having teachers who are willing to look at deadlines and make that shift because this is a crazy time has been super helpful. Well, and, and Alina, I, I would guess that you being a psychology major, maybe some of your classes or, or work that you've done on campus helped you in terms of uh, working through some things or maybe helping other students work through things? Yeah, definitely. Um, a lot of my classes this semester have kind of been shifted towards um, COVID-19, mental health, um, applying, like looking at race and ethnicity, um, health disparities. And so all of that has definitely been helpful for me to get through the pandemic as a student, but also to help those around me. Um, a lot of the classes, our professors are talking about the pandemic, how it's affecting mental health and the importance of talking about mental health, which is also, I know, um, important to the university and the university has taken um, steps to better um, let students know that the resources are out there. And so it definitely has been a shift in our in my studies as a psychology student, but um, all in a good way and in a positive way. And I think that as a department and the classes that I've taken with professors, it's been um, a very positive thing for us to learn about. And, and Chancellor Monet, is, is that what you're hearing primarily from students um, on campus and off campus right now, or are there are, are these very familiar kind of comments, or are there other things that you've been hearing from students as well? You know, I think the students express very accurately what the themes are that, that we're we're seeing and hearing. And you know, as as um, I've been trying to to really stay dialed in, work with our our student leadership, and. Uh, spend time on campus in different ways and interact with students. I, I think that categorically mental health front and center, but there's also the financial health um, and also what I call physical health, meaning some people had to change their complete living arrangements. They, they thought they were going to live a certain way and 
some are back home. Some are, um, you know, with with roommates in a much more uh, cocooned way, as uh, Amanda described. I mean, very close with a sweet mate. Uh, the larger socio-emotional health, um, that is a huge, huge aspect. There's a lot of pieces to that. And uh, so I think the students have really expressed that well. And in response, what we've tried to do on the fiscal side, we've got the CARES funds that, that have been distributed and we're going to be distributing more. So that's really helpful and we're appreciative of the government and both the, the federal government and then how the states allocated that. We've also worked hard. Um, you know, I saw this need, my wife and I said, the students need more technology support. They need more uh, help in terms of both the hardware and the software. So we started um, the Chancellor Student Success Fund. In fact, I just why I'm in this apparel right now is that I just recorded three videos going out and I've made a lot of calls to good donor friends and we're at about a million dollars uh, in additional support that's distributed straight out. Now that doesn't begin to to uh, hit all the needs that our students have, uh, but we had to unfortunately um, uh, uh, lay off a number of students as a lot, you know, a lot of students are in situations, whether it's in retail or um, in hospitality and other things where jobs were lost. And this was very difficult, but we literally had to shut so much of the campus down. Um, so we've got the funding side. Uh, we evolved, and, and I think Alina said it well in terms of a lot of the health, doing advising, doing uh, mental health work virtually, uh, providing a lot of, of, of access uh, in, in a lot of different support areas. Of course, the faculty stepped up, and you've heard the students talk about that, and you'll hear more, I think, in terms of how they flipped so many things uh, where they could. And we were already pretty much the leading uh, campus in the state with over 10,000 students taking one or more classes online. Uh, but we're now, everybody <laughs> in, in many ways is, are online. Um, so the other things um, are around the testing. And uh, uh, Amanda talked about that as well in terms of the types of testing uh, that's necessary. And we just announced uh, last week that we're going to become a vaccination site. And that's really critical for us getting back to normal. And so students have talked about their needs, but they've also talked about what they want for the fall. And I think that will be interesting to explore with these students as well, how much we need and want to, to return to normalcy as, as, as much as we can, as quickly as we can. So thanks, John. Good question. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you teed up the next one. It's so you guys are sort of the focus group here that can give your input to the chancellor uh, as to, you know, what what would you like to see or what do you what would you like to see open up and how would you like to see the campus open up come the fall? So let's talk a little bit. Uh, Alina, let's talk with you first. What, what would you like to see? I think just in-person classes um, is the biggest thing for me. Um, being able to communicate with your professors virtually isn't the same as getting that help um, going into their office hours um, and then having that uh, learning environment of being in the classroom, being able to ask questions. I know a lot of my classes are um, asynchronous, so it's kind of like on our own um, learning. And so that can be a little difficult. So I think the biggest thing that I want to see is um, the safety measures um, be put up in order for us to be able to get back into the classroom and have that um, in-person learning. And Amanda, what about you? What do you think? Yeah, I have some friends who would just absolutely put me through the ringer if I don't say how much that they want <laughs> intramural volleyball. They tell me every day they miss intramurals, especially volleyball. <laughs> um, and they miss being able to be with their friends and hang out in that way. And so I think 
just being able to get back into an in-person setting where we can safely have more of those in-person events and more of those in-person clubs and activities is going to be something that all of us are looking forward to, as well as in-person classes, like Alina said. And and Singh, you you graduated, uh, but if you were coming back, or if you will come back to classes, maybe as a graduate student, what are you what are you looking for? Yeah, so um, kind of to piggyback on what Amanda just said, I think that one of the things I missed the most when I um when I was still going there just last uh, winter during the pandemic was really um just the the gym, um, just the uh, Kachi Center, um. Before the pandemic uh, happened, I was there like basically every other day, if not every day. Uh, and I think that that played a significant role in my success because it gave me like an outlet to go and like, you know, just relax and not think about school while, you know, um, being healthy, um, performing activities that will um, make me healthier. Uh, and so without that, I think that... Um, my mental health and as well as obviously physical health haven't been the same. So that's something that I would like to see. Um, but of course, I understand that that's not always a possibility during uh, today, during the pandemic. You know, I, I think that um, there, there I, next to your academic careers in the, in the college yearbook, there should be a little asterisk that says, you know, went to school during COVID-19 or something like that, <laughs> because it it is really the special, I think in some ways it's a, it's a, a tremendous bonding experience for you all to go through this at that same time. And I think, Amanda, you mentioned this about how close you were with your suite mate and things like that. And Mark, talk a little bit about this time. And I mean, I know we want to move away from it uh, as everything opens up, but uh, you know, how do we memorialize this time, a time of when we all kind of went inside and 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 really had to pull together in a way that was very, very um, unusual for everybody? So talk a little bit about your staff and about the faculty and the students in this regard. John, it's a really important question because um, on the one hand, we're living this history right now. We're making this history. We're in it. It's like, you know, the Great War or being in the Depression or you know these other major events, historically speaking, you have to go back to 1917, 1918, and 1919 to find something this global in terms of a pandemic like this. So it's it's significant, but we're kind of head down. I mean, we're living it. You've heard these students' experiences um, and, and the, the stresses and, and the challenges. But at the same time, why this question I think is so important is as we look ahead and we see a really bright light, we're going to get through this. There will be a day not long from now where the flu is going to be like a cold or I'm sorry, the pandemic, COVID, is going to be like the flu. Um, it's going to be serious. We'll have to get vaccinated probably every year. This is probably going to be with us for our lives. But there's a, a lot of things that, that you know, it's the, the, the magic of, of modern medicine, the incredible value of science and research. And, and as a research one university, this is what we've been saying the whole time, both basic and applied research. But as we look back, and we aren't there yet, so we can't really look back. I think, John, to your point about the asterisk in the yearbook or the transcript, that's a badge of courage and honor. And I think it's really important. And, and we're going to appreciate, um, just like you're hearing today, I think we're going to appreciate the ability to bond, the, 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 the ability to have social activities again and to, to have that joy, to have, have that opportunity, the growth that really does happen. Um, and, and, you know, as much as I 
am a student of studying 18 to 25-year-old development. And that's been the last 30 plus years of my life in terms of helping with the transformation that's so powerful with what higher education does. <laughs> I made a comment the other day and I was with some 60, 70, and 80-year-olds. And I said, you know, it's really important for 18 to 25-year-olds to have this bonding and social development for, for, for everything that's so critical as they leave home and really learn <laughs> this 79 year old guy said, Hey, I need it too. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like people in their 60s, 70s, and 80s don't forget about us. So it's a common element. And I think as I look forward to whether it's in three months, six months, or nine months, that's, that's, it might seem like forever. But trust me, this is, this is happening. I mean, we're just really close. You saw a Wall Street Journal article two weeks ago. They're, they're predicting by April we'll have herd immunity. Now, I don't believe that myself. Uh, seeing, I think you're going to be studying in medical school. Uh, so that's your plan. And I think you'll be able to give us even better advice about, you know, how long it might be. Uh, but this is, this is, I think, a, a really important uh, perspective for us to, to already project out and start looking back. But John, I look forward to that day when we can say, and I hope it's as soon as fall 21, that we're really back and I'm pushing our campus. We're planning right now, you should know, 75% resumption of normal activities. Um, and unless there's some major cataclysmic types of events, we're all in. And we want to get back as soon as possible with the right self, safety and health precautions in place so we can put this in our rearview mirror. And that's why rearview mirrors are smaller than front view mirrors, right? I mean, put this behind us. Don't look back. Let's go forward and talk about the great future that we really do have uh, in so many ways. And I really look forward to the greatest comeback uh, that's ever happened. So that's my theme for, for looking ahead. Well, that's that's a, that's a great that's a great thing to to have in the in the front view mirror the the great comeback that's coming to us, and you know I think as uh, you guys Amanda I, I was thinking with you that you're closest sort of to the high school experience or coming to the the university. What would you what what advice would you give to a an incoming student who maybe is signing up for classes for this fall? What advice would you give to them uh, going forward? Oh, gosh, I think definitely reaching out to your professors and making sure that you talk to them. A lot of people in high school are really close with their teachers and the people that they had there. And I don't really know if it has to be all that different in college. Like you can go, go to their office hours, get to know the people that you're learning from and get to know the people you're working with. And I think that's super important. And then if you're on campus, make sure you get involved, go around, see the sites. I'm very new here and even just finding people like hey do you want to ride the bus with me for the first time because <laughs> we've never rode public transportation before that's just something that anyone can have fun doing and can make friends doing so just that's, get out there <laughs> that's great that's great so um Alina, I'm curious about something and and, I, and i'm gonna um start with you and then i'm gonna go to sing and say because you guys are almost through your, you know, you're you're almost through your undergraduate career. You're moving on maybe to a graduate career. But when you were a kid, tell me more about what you wanted to do when you wanted to when you grew up. Was was your current major what you wanted to do, or was that something totally different? You went to high school or college, and that changed your outlook. Tell me more about that, Alina. Tell me why don't we start with you? Yeah. So growing up, I wanted to um, be an international adoption counselor. Um, and I'm definitely not that right now, but, um, UWM definitely has helped me find my career, um, working with my academic advisor, 
um, especially my advisor in the Roberto Hernandez Center um, has really helped me. And so now I actually um, am working as a enrollment coordinator for a local school here in Milwaukee. Um, so that I definitely did have a career change at UWM. Um, not what I wanted to be when I was growing up, but definitely happy with where I'm at now. And seeing Mark mentioned that you were possibly going to medical school or look, looking to go to medical school. So was did you want to be a doctor when you were growing up or did that change over time? Um, not at all. Uh, when I was when I was younger, I was completely set on, you know, um, on pursuing sports, professional sports, um, whether it be football, basketball, tennis, whatever it may have been. Um, but yeah, I, I did not think that I would be pursuing um, medicine at all until I I think it was my senior year in high school where I was accepting to a program at the Medical College of Wisconsin. It was called the, um, it's called Apprenticeship in Medicine. And that's where I found out about um, all of these health inequities um, and disparities that especially the Milwaukee population, but uh, specifically the Hmong population faces. Um, coming from a Hmong background, um, I know that, you know, we don't, we don't really seek out medical care because there's, um, there's there's a mistrust in the medical community as well as just misinformation. And so um, looking back in, in, in hindsight at what my parents gone, have gone through, because they're both immigrants. And um, like, like I said, they don't go see their doctors a lot. They actually don't even know their doctor's name, which I think it's pretty funny. Um, and I think that's something that I want to change. Um, I realized that like change is just beyond the horizon, but you actually have to, you know, go and pursue these changes for um, to see change happen. Uh, and so to answer your question, yeah, I, I did not expect myself to be pursuing medicine or even in the biology field at all until, you know, uh, college and uh, my senior year of high school. Wow. <clears throat> well, what a great impact you can make with both your family and, and uh, where you come from in Milwaukee. That's really, really cool. So that's great. So Amanda, I don't know, you know, asking you the same question, be what you want to do now, not what you wanted years ago through experience. But um, what, what did you think you wanted to do when you grew up? And, and then are, are, you, are you still pursuing that right now? Yeah, when I was younger, um, I really thought that I was going to be a vet. And then I realized it wasn't just like holding cute animals. <laughs> um, but then in high school, I actually had a really awesome teacher who showed me what conservation and environmental science actually was and how important it was. And it led me to realize I could actually make a difference and I could help with global climate change and help make regulations to make sure that we have a world that lasts even longer. And and your work in, in, uh, in environmental sciences really is helping you do that, I think, huh? Yeah, definitely. I'm incredibly excited. I go to all of my bio classes, my conservation classes, excited every single day because I think it's so important. That's fantastic. Uh, I, I do have to weigh in here. Just a quick yeah. comment, Amanda. You may not know um, that our School of Freshwater Science, uh, which draws from a lot of different environmental studies programs, is now uh, this fall going to be having uh, undergraduate courses. We had only been a graduate school before for master's and PhD programs. And uh, starting this fall, we will have undergraduate program 
uh, in fresh water. And there's a, a, a tremendous amount of environmental impact, um, issues everything from the, we call them the 10 grand water challenges, everything from the PFOS and the, the uh, irrigation and, and, and um, you know, impact of uh, agriculture and, and, and so forth, uh, the pollution, the, the lead pipes issues, as well as huge uh, positive opportunities. Uh, so many careers uh, and seeing you know this in terms of uh, uh, the, the uh, municipalities that employ a lot of the healthcare uh, workers. A lot of people have backgrounds in water sciences because of the impact of water and, and disparities that come from urban environments versus rural environments a lot of times. But what we're seeing um, is a lot of rural environments because of agricultural runoff that have, have uh, significant water issues it, right here in Wisconsin because we're this great dairy state. Um, but I, I will stop. I mean, I could really go on, but just just for your information about that. Well, Mark, you know, while we while we've got you, uh, we've got a couple more minutes left in the program. And if you can just give us a little bit of an update on what you've been up to in the past month and what's happening at uh, UWM that you want to tell everybody about. Well, some really neat things. So I testified, uh, you know, advocacy. This is budget season right now. So I testified in front of the uh, assembly subcommittee. Um, Speaker's Assembly Subcommittee last week on uh, racial disparities in education. And I talked about a number of the um, significant data points in this region and what we're doing about it. And when I say we, uh, it's what UWM is doing, but especially in collaboration with others, um, because this, this issue is so significant. You know, we work with the, um, uh, whether it's the, the Milwaukee Urban League or the Hispanic Professionals of Greater Milwaukee and the Hispanic Collaborative, working with um, a number of organizations on the data and the solutions and really trying to address having fundamentally more students get two-year and four-year degrees because those are the paths for opportunities, employment, and income. Um, and then you can go oh, many places you know, with, with that in hand. Um, so we see the importance of that. So being able to testify about that is great. Um, working with, with a number of presentations to both the Greater Milwaukee Committee and Metro Milwaukee Association of Commerce to get a lot of the state budget. And I can tell you that the number one thing uh, that I think is so critical for us to have is um, expansion of the Promise Program. That's the largest piece of the state uh, of the UW Systems Budget ask, and that will help our students more than anything else. And um, that, to me, is the most important piece of the budget. So I'm really going to be lobbying and pushing as hard as possible for that. Meanwhile, on the personal front, I have to tell you, I've been trying some new recipes out. Did a baked tofu with a with a wonderful. Um, uh, kind of a peanut miso sauce with coconut rice last night and, and just spend some great time in the kitchen. And uh, there is a silver lining. I think uh, uh, Alina and Amanda and Singh have all pointed out in different ways. As hard as this been, hard as this pandemic has been, there's been some, some bright spots too. And uh, that's been one for me, more time in the kitchen. Well, obviously we've been able to all try out different recipes, hopefully. <laughs> and, uh, uh, binge watch some of our favorite shows as we've as we've done that. We won't do quite as much of that as we as we move out of the pandemic. But it's been nice to catch up and nice to really talk to three very engaging young people in this in this conversation. And Mark, you're very engaging too. But uh, I just mentioned them individually. Um, so our they guests blew today, me away, John. They blew I, me away, and I'm really <laughs> proud of them. I'm just so happy to have our students on this program. Absolutely. Our guest today on the uh, UWM Chancellor's Report has been UW-Milwaukee Chancellor Mark Monet. Alina Frias uh, is a senior psychology major 
Sing Vang, a 2020 biology graduate from UWM, and Amanda Holzer, a freshman in the Honors College and LNS Conservation and Environmental Studies Program, also a, also a freshman in the UW Senate. I want to thank you all for being our guests today. Thank you for uh, the comments you made today, and it's been a wonderful pleasure to have you on the program. I'm WUWM's General Manager, John Hess. I thank you as always for listening. You've been listening to The Chancellor's Report, featuring Mark Monet, Chancellor of the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee. If you'd like more information, go to uwm.edu slash chancellor.